Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Becoming Resilient podcast. This is episode 17, and we are continuing this discussion about um, tales of a prostate cancer survivor, a black man's perspective. And I have invited my BFF back. We are going to continue the conversation. Um, we just want to hone into a few things that uh, are very, maybe very important, very uh, unique to a black man. If you're joining us for the first time, this is can Conversations with a Cancer Conqueror. And we're talking about how you can develop resilience through the challenges that you go through or that you're facing now or in the future, because I do believe that resilience is a muscle that you develop through every experience that you go through. So he's going to come back in and um, we're going to talk a little bit more about this and and um, extend some more hope to you who, if you're going through this or if you um, are dealing with this with a loved one, uh, prostate cancer can be fought. So I'm wel welcoming back my BFF, um, Wayne Russell. Wayne, thank you so much for joining again, honey. And we're going to go a little deeper in this conversation as, you know, holiday times are drawing close or we're in that atmosphere at the time of this recording. Uh, there may be people who a lot of people have, you know, they have lost loved ones and they may be going through this situation, whether it be cancer or an illness, and we want to offer some hope to them. Um, and I know that you have a lot of hope to offer because you're such a positive individual. Uh, you're a very optimistic person, but I also know that you think deep. And, um, you know, I know that God has encouraged you and pulled you through so many deep waters mm -hmm. that you have so much to offer. Um, as somebody that is constantly pushing me. Um, this podcast, folks, um, there's no shame in my game. The reason why we're even at this episode is a lot because my husband has pushed me and encouraged me and told me that I can do it. And so he has stood with me um, through many dangers, toils, and snares we, we have already come. But I want to ask you, uh, focus on you and focus on those who are needing to hear from you. Mm. When the dark days came, you had the surgery, you had the diagnosis, you had the surgery, you had to find out after the surgery that it did not progress, that the surgery didn't happen the way that it was orchestrated from the beginning, the way that it was mm. originally done um, in a Toronto hospital downtown. What did you hold? Was there something that you held onto or that came back to your mind, like a scripture, a song or a saying? Um, was there anything of that sort that helped to pull you through some of those dark moments in the recovery journey? Mm. Well, first of all, even again, first of all, good to be here with you here this uh in this time, what a what a wonderful privilege to be able to do this. Um, again, from the diagnosis right through to the surgery, you know, I remember lying on that table, and you're not sure what to expect. Uh, you lay there, you're going to be in the hands of these doctors who you don't know. 
And uh, one of the scriptures that just kept coming back to my mind was, my time is in your hands. Because you don't know what's going to happen, right? And uh, our times are in the Lord's hands. So, and so that was really encouraging for me. So even after the journey of, of the surgery, and, and again, finding out that it, was, it wasn't what I expected in terms of the, uh, the robotic surgery, that they said, yeah, you'll be in and out in no time. And then to find out that the, the cut that I wasn't supposed to get, I, I got. And, uh, and again, I, and, I, and let me just re reiterate this. Not everybody goes through what I went through. Some people, it's smooth sailing. And, you know, what they said they're going to do is what happened. So I'm right. not saying that this is the standard and the normal that everybody's going to face. Uh, but this is what I faced. And, and again, whatever situation comes your way, you you make the best of it. It just so happens that my surgery um the robotic part of it um it didn't work the way it's supposed to the robot broke down through uh halfway through the surgery so they had to do the regular surgery where they had to literally cut you and go in and um and so it, the robotic one would have been just a couple of small holes and they would have gone right in and you wouldn't hardly see anything but again that with what they had to do with me again that that kind of slowed my healing down and so after the surgery, now to to uh, to to journey through that was something else. And one of the scriptures that really helped me um, was the scripture Philippians chapter four and verse thirteen, where it says, "I can do all things through the Lord, through Christ who strengthens me." And that was a an, an important scripture for me because I'm telling you, after that, you know, there's many thinking that came, there's many thoughts that came, uh, you know the healing process and through uh, not being able to walk like I want to, having a catheter put in and all this kind of stuff, which I've never had before <laughs> in my life. <laughs> You've not walked this way before? <laughs> not walked that way before. What is a catheter? A healthy track and field star and all of a sudden I am, I'm like an invalid, you know, walking oh. around. It, that was just uh, a, a whole journey and, uh, and we could definitely get into that some more and uh, talk about journey yeah well go you know go right ahead feel free to share what you feel you want to share because um if, if anybody i don't know if anybody's ever had a catheter put in it's it's one of the most uncomfortable i know i can relate to that because i've had it in and it is it feels so invasive um and i can't really relate to what a man would feel I know what we women feel like. Um, it is invasive. We've had, you know, a lot of invasive things happen or surgeries or things that we feel. And I can't imagine what do you do with those feelings? What do you do with how do you what is the mind? What is the gymnastics going on in your head? What is happening in your head that you could that you're I'm sure many men would be able to relate to when mm -hmm. it comes to their sexual organs being affected? Mm -hmm. well, well, first of all, you, you come home and you realize that in your mind, you feel like you can do a whole bunch of things. Mm. You know, it, it's just like the 85-year-old grandma that still feels like she's 24 years old in her, in her head. But her body says, oh, you're 85 years old. Honey, you I'm know? not even 85. And I feel that here in my in my 50s that I'm tw like 18 again. And I'm reminded that I'm not. So so you come home after surgery and you, and you want to do all these things, but you realize, no, you can't do it. You know, just going to the bathroom is a chore. 
Um, because again, there's so many things that we have to go through just to go through the bachelor. Um, you know, and um, so it's it definitely a mental gymnastics that you have to go through for yourself. One of the big things for me was to recognize that a nurse had to come in every so often mm. and dress my wound. And that means everything is laid open for this nurse to see. Somebody had to come in and dress your wound. <laughs> yes, you, you know, yes, and so there's no shame anymore. There's no privacy. And uh, that really, really, uh, you know, got to me in that sense, you know. But at the same time, you know, as you're offering hope, you realize that each day is getting better. And, and for me, it was the attitude that really brought me through it. Because you could say, you could, you, I mean, this this whole thing could turn you upside down. But I believe that, you know, there's a, uh, John Maxwell used to say, your, your attitude determines your altitude. And um, it's, it, I believe it's, it's a good attitude that helped me to get through this, even though there are many painful times. Because, um, you know, as you go through those times, you say, okay, I'm going to make it. And tomorrow is going to be better than today. Mm-hmm. And um, that was the attitude I took on that really helped me to go through those, some of those painful moments of, uh, of just the healing itself. And having to go through, um, you know, part of the thing for me was that the doctors said is that because of the nature of the surgery, there'd be nerves that would be affected. And they tried to spare my nerves as much as possible. Uh, again, in that private area, you know, for every man, you want to know that you can get an erection. And, um, but a surgery like this definitely um affects that affected that for for some men it's six months some men it's a year it took me almost a a year to get back to normalcy in in that area you know for some guys it's longer Mm -hmm. um and so the mental gymnastics that you have to go through um knowing that you've gone through a surgery and that area is not functioning at all (laughs) it doesn't matter what you see or what your wife will do it's not happening. <laughs> nothing's nothing's happening in that moment. It's you know? a period <laughs> of time in your in our marriage where we say we've that I think that was one of the times you remember that we said, I think we've experienced all of our vows now in sickness and in health. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you go back to the time when you took those vows and you you made that commitment. Yeah. Come what may that you were going to, you're going to be together, you know? Mm, yeah. All, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, and, and it's time like this where, again, some good reading materials really helped. And and one of the things that I discovered, you know, just through listening and, and hearing is that you're, you're more than your manhood. You're more than your private parts. Mm. Even though for men, it, it's, as you said earlier, it, it, that is such an important point or part of of who we are as men, you know, you, right. you want to be able to know that your intimacy is intact. Right. And, um, and, and all of that. And, and, and when that area is affected, it really plays a mind game on you. And so, yeah, I, I want to say to, to all the guys out there, you are more than your manhood. You are more than, you know, uh, your private parts. Um, and, and that's what I discovered that there's an inner, part of me that I that I was learning to develop and grow even more um in my communication with God my 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 communication with my wife my communication with my family 
um, you know, all those things were that were developing even more during this time. That to say, yeah, inside my, the essence of who Wayne is, that is more important than any other part of my anatomy. Mm. And even though those parts are important, but yeah. the inner part yeah. was um, was what was was what I was developing through those moments even more. Do you, um, developing those inner parts of you, was it, it wasn't, um, was it an, an easy thing to develop? Was it an easy thing? Cause I'm sure there were uh, voices back and forth. Um, I know that, you know, when I had my surgery, I, there were voices saying, your husband's not going to look at you the same way. Um, your clothing is not going to look the same way. Um, you're affected, you're, um, you're, you've marked, you're marked up, you're jacked up, you're broken. Um, your femininity is, is affected. Did you have those voices? Because, um, I can't imagine what voices you were hearing. I mean, Mm. you did tell me, but tell what, what kind of voices were going on in your head? There was all sorts of voices that was going on, especially during that journey of from the first day of surgery right through to you know so many things you'll never get back to normal mm. you know and you then you read stories of people who for years you know after surgery took them the longest time and some of them never came back yeah. to what they used to be and so when you read some of those things you're you're wondering man is this going to be me Right. Um, and, you know, am I going to be able to please my wife? I mean, honestly, those are honest questions that that that, yeah. uh, that come to you, you yeah. know, as a man. Um, you know, how, how are you going to function? How are you going to look at yourself? Right. Um, would you be able to, you know, to go to the normal, the washroom normal thing, right. you know, without a catheter anymore? Uh, you know, so all sorts of questions would um what would come uh, to you. So I, I, I definitely wasn't immune from any of those things that came. They definitely came. And uh, there are times that I got downright discouraged right? because of some of those moments and some of the pain, the physical pain alone was just something, even though they gave you painkillers, but there's sometimes they, when it hurts inside and you can't get to it, you can't scratch it. You just have to sit there and groan and bear right. it. You know? right. So, you know, those are things that, so that's, that was the physical pain and then the emotional pain. And then, the, right. you know, all those things definitely compounded and all the voices that would come in, you know, it, it definitely came. Right. But th- at the end of it, I, I believe uh, as you journeyed through and as you had the right attitude, which I believe was the main, main thing that helped me to pull through and scripture, Yeah. you know, reading scripture, um, you know, hearing scripture. You know, oh, you listen to scripture a lot. I listen to scripture listen a lot. When you, when you couldn't focus. Because, <laughs> yeah. right, there yeah. were days when you just didn't, you yeah. just didn't just have it focus. to focus. Couldn't focus. Yeah. yeah. So you had to find another way to bring the healing in. Exactly. And and just, just hearing it, um, that those scripture on, uh, at that time it was scripture on CD. And I just put on a CD of scripture and just let it play. Mm-hmm. And let it play because at times I couldn't even pray. I didn't feel like praying because I was kind of you know, went into myself, you know, right. went into thinking all sorts of things. And uh, those are some of the things that helped to help me through in terms of the journey. So, 
How do you yeah. respond to this statement that I heard today on a podcast? I thought it was very, um, very interesting, very unique. And I posted it on, on my social media. He said, pain is weakness leaving your body. And I just went, wow, mm. how do you, how, how did, how does, how does that part hit you? I mean, he wasn't talking about, um, he wasn't necessarily speaking about this situation, but he was talking about being challenged to um, become better in a, in a space. But how does that, does that mean anything to you? And it does, if it doesn't, that's okay. But I just thought it was just so profound how he put it. Pain is weakness leaving your body. Well, when you, when you, if you didn't, couldn't feel pain, you wouldn't know how frail you are, you know? And so um, for me, just, just the fact that as we, as I said, um, said some time ago that I used to be an athlete and, um, and, uh, one of the things that, you know, pumping iron and sometimes you think you're kind of invincible and when you've been brought to your knees as it were and uh and depending on people to do a lot for you mm. and and you feel that pain and you recognize that no you're not invincible mm. but it is you see how weak you are and how frail you are wow and that you know and that one step you can be one step away from whatever <laughs> you know, right you realize that uh no you're, you're not all that in a, in a bag of candy bag of you know, bag mm -hmm. of chips you know mm -hmm. um the world is much bigger than you and um mm -hmm. and I, I realize in those moments that okay god this is i, I need you right I, yeah it doesn't matter how strong or how tough i think i am yeah it, and and those are some of the things that really really came to mind is that how frail i am how how dependent I am and how right. much I need God. Doesn't right. matter how physically strong. And those are some of the lessons I learned that no, um, all it takes is one thing to bring us to our knees. Right. And um uh, we're dependent. And um, right. that attitude actually never left me. You know, after that, that that moment brought me to a realization that every hour, every day, God, I need you. Right. Doesn't matter. Even though I've gone through it and I healed through it, but the attitude still remains. God, I need you. And mm -hmm. I wouldn't have learned that lesson to that extent if I didn't go through that. Mm. You know, there's so many lessons that uh, mm -hmm. I was able to learn through that process that um, that stayed with me to this day, mm -hmm. and it, it actually helped me to be a better person today. Mm. You know, so you know, David, the scripture David talks about, if he didn't go through some of the things he went through, he would not have learned a lot of the lessons that he did. And, um, and yeah, and I can definitely say that if I didn't go through that process and that uh, those situations, I would not have learned a lot of the lessons that I did through that time. So that was a good learning lesson time for me mm, and you for know, us. Yeah, for us, for sure. You know, yeah. um, the song comes to my mind. Um, if I never had a problem, I'd never mm. know that God could solve yes, Mr. Andre Grouch. <laughs> I'd never know what faith in his word could mm -hmm. do. Yeah. Through it yeah. all. Through I it all. To trust. Yes. Yeah. I've learned to trust. So it's through the situations. And this is mm -hmm. why we talk about the situations, mm -hmm. the challenges are what mm -hmm. makes and helps to develop us to be resilient mm -hmm. and to press through. You know, there, there, there is hope. 
and as you said, we, we want this to be a time of, of hope for people, that everybody journeys differently uh, through things. But uh, th there is light at the end of the tunnel. And for some, it may be shorter or longer than others. But there is hope at the end of it. And, yes. um, and, and God does build something so much more dynamic and so much more positive in us than we could have, you know, learned any other way. So I just yeah. want to encourage people that way, especially our men, to, to know that as you go through this, it's not the end. Right. It's not the end. Uh, you know, I mean, thank the Lord that, you know, things came back normally in the physical realm. <laughs> okay, let me and behave we can myself. celebrate that. You know, and uh, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that a whole lot. But for the ones who didn't have it come back uh, the way that they want to, I just want them to know that there are so many other things that God is developing and God is working through in all of our lives. And, um, and, and there is hope in the midst of all of this. There so is hope. You know, I, you know, I really appreciate you saying that because, and it's very important for people to, for men to hear that and for women to hear that because mm. some people may have put a timeline on when they're, when things might come back to normal. What do you say to the, the man that's frustrated? Like it's, it's not been six months. Like we're coming up to a year now, Wayne, and, and, um, you know, sexually, they're not the way that they, they, they were before. Um, I know that science is developing, technology is always improving. Um, I know that you've offered hope. Um, how would you um, encourage them even relating with their spouse? Um, because I'm even speaking to the spouse that might even be feeling frustrated right now. Mm. Yeah, I, I'd say for that spouse, uh, don't let that be a target. Don't let that be an, an area that you're focusing as an area of lack. I say focus on all the other areas and develop all the other areas that could bring joy, that can bring encouragement to you. Um, because, you know, there's an illustration that uh, somebody gave the other day. They gave a whole bunch of students uh, a, a blank white sheet of paper. And on that sheet of paper, there was a, a just a little dark smudge and they asked all the students, probably about 30 students in the room, to write about what they see on that paper. And almost every one of those students wrote about the dot that they saw, the smudge that they saw on the sheet of paper, mm -hmm. and all the white, everything else, every part of the sheet they ignore. Mm -hmm. They ignore all the good things that was there. And so many times, all we focus on is that dot. Yeah, it may be an important dot, but many times all we focus wow. on is that dot, but we forget about all that white. We forget about all the other good things yes. that's happening in our lives. And so uh, it may not be the way you want it to be, but I encourage you as a couple to focus yes. on the on the other aspects of your life and, right. um, and let those develop, let those grow, find joy yeah. in those areas, find joy in, in other ways of, of bringing pleasure to each other. You know, and let not that area alone be the focus. If it comes, praise the Lord. But if it doesn't, uh, focus on other things, focus on reading, focus on um, holding each other, focus on so many other things that you can do mm. to to bring about joy in the relationship. And, mm -hmm. um, and rather than than just that one area. And I know 
as you do that, it will definitely help. Spoken like a true coach, spoken like a great counselor that you are. My husband is a marriage counselor and he's also a coach. And we both um, support couples who are going to get married and get married, uh, who are married. Um, we do premarital counseling. And this situation has, uh, I know it has enabled you to be more uh, better, more compassionate, more empathetic. Mm -hmm. um, it has helped us as a couple be able to share and build up and coach other couples. Mm -hmm. It has brought us closer together. It has brought us closer to God. And it has made the both of us relentlessly resilient. Mm -hmm. And I am so thankful that uh, you've come through this journey. I'm so thankful that now it, our attitude and our mindset is it doesn't matter what comes our way, that mm -hmm. our marriage, our relationship is built on covenant and mm -hmm. because we have a covenant relationship, um, we are determined to stand and we're determined to go through anything and everything together. Because what happens to you um, as a man, it, it indirectly, I can help you to get through it or I can help you to suffer through it. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, after 33 years of marriage, we've seen the good, the bad and the ugly. And the ugly. <laughs> it hasn't always been you know, a bed of roses. No. But as you said, it's it's the covenant, it's a commitment that we've made through it all. Uh, I believe that's uh, that's what's sustaining us until now. Yeah. And uh, we definitely have, you know, there's no such thing as a perfect marriage. Nope. Uh, we, we've had our, <laughs> you know, we've had our challenges through the years. But thank God for his um, strength and wisdom through it all. Yeah. So we continue to submit to him. I know he will continue to lead and guide us. And I would say that our love is continuing to be perfected. You know, we don't have a perfect marriage, but our love continues to be perfected. And mm -hmm. so with that, I'm going to let you go for a moment and thank you again. I want to thank you so, so much. I want to thank you very much. I want to thank everybody and anybody that's everybody that's listened to this, um, to this podcast, please share it out. We want our lives. We want our, um, our experiences to be a source of encouragement for others who may be feeling discouraged or dismayed or distracted mm -hmm. at this moment. We want them to know that, um, that yes, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And while we're not perfect, we serve a perfect God. And mm -hmm. so as you go through this challenge, you develop that muscle in your relationship to become more resilient. And so we encourage you, share it, subscribe it. Um, and if you are looking for a speaker, or if you're looking for a coach, you've got one or the both of us. And um, I'm excited to to see how people are going to be affected because I believe that they're going to be supported and encouraged through this podcast. Mm. I love you, honey. I appreciate love you. Too, you. I appreciate you so much. Appreciate you as well. Thanks everybody much. for joining us on this episode of the Becoming Resilient podcast, and we'll see you next time. Take care.